0: people and welcome back to Becoming No One. This is episode four and I'm your host Big Taj. Today we're going to talk about the ego. Now I don't know about y'all but ever since we even had these double retrogrades going on I have not had the energy to do anything. So first and foremost let me say Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody for for giving me this week. I just needed to get ahead on episodes, so I appreciate y'all's patience. This week, we're going to talk about the ego. I can't wait to get into it because now that we understand how we're energetically designed, the energy around us that's affecting us, now we need to know what guides us in the 3D and what guides us in the 5D. So that's what our next two episodes are going to be about is the ego, which is what we consider to be like the dark side and the higher self, which would be considered to be the light side. So before we get to talking about the ego, there's a couple things we need to understand, right? And the first thing is that earth is a school, okay? And because earth is a school, we came here to learn lessons. So there's certain things that we have control over before we come here, okay? And once I start talking about the conspiracy theories or whatever, I'll explain to you like what the decisions that were made and all of that down the line. But what you need to know for now is we got to choose certain things like how, how we look, our parents, our name, all of that, because your name is what leads you to your soul's destiny, your karmic cycles, physical and non-physical, your talents, physical and non-physical. So I suggest you guys read your soul contract decoded by Nathan Ing, and that'll give you some perspective of, of what your soul's destiny is, right? And, but the other thing is our parents, right? And the reason why we chose the parents that we did is because they were most aligned with the lessons that we came here to learn, okay? Okay. So with that being said, we chose that death row contract yes absolutely did why because our soul needed those particular lessons right because when we come to this earth and we incarnate we come at our core frequency which is love that's why i say when you show up here you are pure love but then your life experiences start to chip away at that okay and your vibration gets lowered now when that happens those things have to be unlearned so that you can return to that true frequency which is your core frequency the love frequency so another part of this that we need to understand is when we decide. to come here what happened was our higher self which is a fragment of god consciousness right because we all come from god consciousness right it fragmented a piece of itself off and programmed it with our ego personality and this is our past life and our uh, experiences that we are coming here to learn and it comes down here with our soul which is why the ego and the soul are both housed in the solar plexus okay so as you can see the ego and the higher self are the same thing they are both you Okay, what we need to understand is that we live in a universe of duality. We are both lightness and we are both darkness. We are both masculine and we are both feminine. We are both physical and we are both non physical. Okay, so there is no ego death. There is no ego as the enemy. There is no none of that. Okay, it's all about balancing the energies that are inside of you. Okay, and once we come to balance, right, once we balance our chakras, which is the bottom is masculine then we have the heart frequency the heart chakra and then the top is feminine once we can get those in alignment then we will have a direct connection to the divine okay which is who our higher self all right so the ego is the the program that comes with us that's programmed with our past life lessons and the the things that we need to experience in order for our soul to transcend all right so the ego works in the 3d where the high the higher self works in the 5d the ego works in the physical that's why it's often has a defense mechanism or a survival instincts okay because it's in the physical with us but in the 5d it doesn't have to have survival instincts okay because you're all knowing okay so let's hop into what the ego actually is okay now the ego is actually the image of ourselves that we create based on our desires, our fears, and our attachment. And at the core of this ego is the illusion of separation, right? And it makes us look at other people and say, oh, we're separate from them. And now if we're separate from them, then there mean there has to be somebody who is the best at everything, right? So through this separation, right? It fuels the need for personal gain meaning if you see yourself as an individual you want to be the best self that you can be but it also fuels this idea of superiority so if we're all separate then there there has to be somebody who is the best at all of this okay so it's our image of ourself So the ego is created and maintained by the mind. So if you change the way you were thinking, you have more control over this. But like I said before, a lot of us are depending on the ego to do a job it is not qualified to do. And the ego is a very 3D thing. Otherwise the higher self would have just came down here itself, right? So the ego is very 3D. And the only thing that the ego knows how to do is survive. So what does it do? It braces us for danger at any time, which pushes us into survival mode which is fight stay and fight it out flight get the fuck on or freeze possum. okay those are the the how we combat fear all right those are our responses in our survival mechanisms So it puts us in survival mode all the time. What has happened on a physiological level? Cortisol is now pumping through our veins on a consistent basis. And this is only supposed to be short-lived. And now we are doing this throughout our entire day. Cortisol itself actually suppresses melatonin, which messes up our circadian rhythm. Okay, so now we can't even get sleep at night. Isn't that wild how that works? So in order for you to change this and get out of this survival mode, you need to first change the way that you are thinking because the ego is created and maintained by the mind. Now, Taja, how would I know if I'm living in fight or flight? The ego communicates to us through tightness, right? Think about right before you about to fight. What do you do? Tighten up your body right before you about to run. What do you do? Tighten up your body right when you freeze in place. What do you do? tighten up your body so if you are tight in your body that means that your muscles are contracted bracing you for danger okay so if you are very tight then you're probably living in survival mode at all times so the next logical question is well damn taja if we're using it wrong like what's this actual function how are we supposed to be using it right well the ego actually has a couple different jobs one of my favorites is that it backs up creativity with confidence okay because if you think about it when you created something it takes a certain level of vulnerability for you to release it to the public it opens you up to criticism from other people so the ego is supposed to step in at that point and say hold up baby uh you been that girl and go forever be that girl don't worry about them folks right but that's why you see a lot of time when people are too much in their ego how are they they're arrogant right and they're resistant to any type of criticism or feedback The other function of the ego is to attract people into our life who are gonna mirror back to us the things that we need to learn and the things that we need to change, right? And this comes from the opinions and the judgments of others. Somebody at some point told us who we should be, how we should act, and we internalize that, whether it's your parents, whether it's a religion, whether it was your friends, you know, whether it was your teacher, it doesn't matter who it was, somebody at some point said, hey, don't do this because this isn't acceptable, right? And in order for you to survive in this environment, your ego said, okay, anything that doesn't align with me being successful, well, I'm gonna go ahead and put that in your subconscious mind where you will not be aware of it on a consistent basis, okay. So the ego tucks everything back in your subconscious mind, but you are basically denying a part of yourself when you do this. That's why I said this is self-sabotaging behavior. You deny a part of yourself because you think that other people are not going to accept you if you show them that part of them yourself. Okay. So this is why you have to be at the head of the table because the ego only cares about survival. It does not care about your happiness. All right, so in order for you to find your own happiness, you have to be your true authentic self because every single one of us has a place here. Every single one of us, when we operate in our true, as our true authentic self, we are making an impact on other people because everybody is here for other people. Okay, so you need to be your true authentic self. And when your ego is running the show, it literally takes part to you and hides it from yourself because somebody maybe embarrassed you. Or shamed you or made you feel guilty for those reasons. And you said, okay, this is not socially acceptable. Let me tuck this away. And you haven't looked back since. So, shadow work. It's just going into your subconscious mind, figuring out the parts that you have denied, pulling them out of that subconscious mind into your conscious mind and starting to investigate at what point did you stuff this away and say that, you know what? I'm not allowed to be this because somebody else who doesn't pay my bills, who doesn't live in my shoes, told me that I wasn't allowed to be this way. Okay. If you need help with this, don't forget that I have a shadow work journal. Y'all asked me to create this boom there it is shadow work journal is called um shadow work journal who hurt you by tajamore on amazon there's also a link in my bio on my tiktok and on my instagram which is both big taj okay shadow work is just going back to those old experiences and looking at them and opening up an investigation and figuring out what your adult mind because you got to remember when we are kids we do not have the capacity to think the way that we do as adults meaning that we internalize and self-blame ourselves for shit that don't have nothing to do with us because we can't see the full board we more focused on me 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 and not looking at the other players in the situation so when you open up something with your adult mind you are going back with the right perspective to say you know what maybe my mama was wrong when she said this now looking at who my mama is now She ain't got that shit all figured out either. She was wrong for telling me this and saying, you know what? From this day forward, I'm going to continue to do do me because I'm the one who got to live with me. Okay. That is what shadow work is about. Yes, you do have to dig into your past. Yes, you do have to ask yourself the hard questions. Yes, it is uncomfortable as fuck. Okay. But you must do it so that you can return to your true self and so that you can stop Repelling everything in your life because once you get past those bottom three chakras, which is again, feeling safe, adapting to your surroundings and then making conscious decisions and managing your thoughts. Once you can get past that, you are now in the attracting stages of your life. Now you're not keeping away the things that you want and you desire. You're able to open up the ceiling and let love in. Okay, but right now a lot of us are repelling and we keep attracting other people who are also repelling. So what are the methods that the ego uses to do this? Now the ego is going to attract people into your life based on how you are energetically vibrating at that moment. Okay, and those people are just going to mirror back to you the lessons that you need to learn. All right, now this is going to continue to happen until you learn the lesson that is why some of us date the same freaking person over and over again okay just a different name just a different height just a different aesthetic Okay, but it is the same exact person. They treat you the same exact way. Why? Because you have not learned the lesson. And sometimes the lesson is I need to love myself more and stop looking for the love that I cannot find within myself outside of me. First, I need to figure out how to love myself first because I am the blueprint. I set the standard for other people once they see me loving myself properly I have now changed my vibration and now I'm vibrating with people who also love themselves and can give me the love that I am looking for as an addition not as the only source of love that I have. Now most of the things that we hide away are because of trauma. Okay. So you go through a traumatic life experience and it rips a hole in your soul. It could be as small as your parents screaming at you about something. And then you like, you know what? I can't do that no more. For example, when I was a kid, I was really goofy, you know, like I was super, super goofy. I wanted to be the funny, the, you know, giggly person, the lighthearted person energy right and my mama used to get pissed off about it and every single time she would send me to my room and be like take your goofy ass upstairs and then I would go upstairs and then the next time that I come out I'm not so fucking goofy why because I want to stay outside with the adults Right. So it could be something very small, but what happens is you'll get a rip in your soul and think about it as like, if somebody was to pierce your ear, yes, your ear is still whole, but now there is a hole in your ear where it no longer connects to the other pieces. Right. So that hole is now filled with the negativity the belief systems and the patterns and the thoughts that go along with whatever that trauma was. Okay. So it literally puts a dark fucking spot on your soul and every single time somebody reminds you of that situation it's like pressing a button it's like pressing that dark hole and then all that negativity and all of those thoughts start seeping out of that hole okay now remember I said the ego is created and maintained by the mind so now every single time you think about that traumatic experience over and over again you are literally building up the bricks to the condo that is about to live in your head that is that traumatic experience okay because again think of it from a physiological perspective your brain is going to be like damn you thinking about this so much let me just go ahead and create a shortcut real quick to send a message to the body like hey we thinking about this again and what is the message to the body to release cortisol to keep releasing anxiety hormones the thing the very thing that you was feeling when you was going through the traumatic experience that's why i always tell y'all on tiktok that your body cannot tell the difference between if something is happening right now or it happened in the past okay That is a construct that only you understand. Your body cannot understand that. That's why it's important for you to feel whatever feelings you are having because through you feeling the experiences, you become familiar with the energy. And now if it's happiness, bliss or whatever that you're after, you can close your eyes and you can recreate it. But if you're constantly recreating these negative and bad feelings, that is exactly what your vibration is going to become because you become your thoughts. What we need to understand is that thoughts are things, okay? And if you are denying your thoughts, you are denying yourself, okay so you owe it to yourself to dig deep and figure out why you think in the way that you're thinking and it all comes down to the patterns okay everything that you need to figure out is in the patterns if you keep dating the same person over and over again it is something you are not you are not learning and the way that the ego works is I'm gonna bring this person into your life right and if you don't get the lesson and you go back to the same type of person this time I'm gonna have to be louder right because it's the voice of the unheard you are denying parts of yourself and the ego is just like anybody who is not being heard the voice of the unheard is what a riot yeah baby it's just gonna get louder and louder and the person that you dating is just gonna get worse and worse as you progress Okay, so you owe it to yourself to figure out why this keeps occurring in your, in your life, right? That's at work too. If every time you get a job and you keep running into people who basically have the same idea of you that you know is not you, then they are just mirroring back to you what you need to fix. Okay, so start investigating the patterns because everything lies in the patterns. Okay, because there is some rhyme or reason why something keeps appearing in your life. What we need to remember is that our body and our mind has perfect memory. Okay. They teach us this in school. We are able to adapt to different situations very quickly. And that's because our brain will literally create a shortcut to the body. So it doesn't have to keep typing out the whole message. All right. So you have to recondition your body because the whole purpose of life is not for us to live in this capitalistic society. It is for us to return to wholeness. Okay, so you have to do that by managing your thoughts. Managing your thoughts is one of the most important things that you could ever do for yourself. And there should not be anybody on this planet who knows you better than you because you should have met yourself at your deepest levels. Okay, you should know that if you get a thought that doesn't align with who you think you are at your core, that it's not from you, that you're receiving that outside stimulus from somebody else. I combat thoughts every single day that don't align with me, but sometimes they align with some of the things that I've been told before because the ego and what we store in the subconscious mind actually appears in the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. Our image of ourselves is so freaking important because it literally determines what electricity we are pushing out. And how we're able to magnetize things to ourselves, And you can't magnetize things that are on a different vibration than you are vibrating at. Okay? So if you keep dealing with shitty people, it's because you're vibrating at a shitty level. But once you start changing that and you start moving into that attraction, into those top three chakras, everything in your life is going to look different but let me make something really clear because I feel like it's so many narcissists who try to use weaponized spirituality because they they don't understand they hear one little phrase and think that they need to run with it and what I mean by that is I am who I am okay you'll hear a lot of narcissists say well I just am who I am so you're gonna have to accept me how I am and that just is them running from accountability because they don't want people to hold them accountable for them their actions that's not what this is when I say know who you are I mean every single fact of you know how you react in situations and I'm talking about look at the patterns not who you think you are and who you say you are because that is not accurate that is based on other people's stuff right actually look at the patterns i had to recognize that yeah sis is a little spiteful sometimes if you hurt me i'm liable to hurt your ass back but that's not the story i was telling myself i was telling myself that i get over things really easy and i just move on that's not the truth that is a lie that i was telling myself okay so when i say know yourself i mean know you look at the patterns and without judgment say what it is as if you was looking at somebody else's stuff And say, you know what? My patterns actually show this, but I've been saying that I'm this. I need to stop saying that I'm this and just accept this part of me is who it is. And if it's something that I don't like, I get to change it. Why? Because we live in the realm of free will. Okay? We live in the realm of free will. But the reason why I mentioned the narcissist part, because I'll constantly hear people who are spiritual and they'll say, well, I am who I am. So you just got to accept me because I know who I am. No, baby, it don't work like that. What you're doing is running from accountability, okay? Because you don't want people to hold you accountable. That is very different than what I am saying. And y'all got to think about it this way too. Thoughts are things. If you are denying your thoughts, you are actually denying yourself, okay? The whole purpose of this is to become aware of your thoughts and not to dismiss or ignore them, okay? If they do not align with who you feel like you are, you have the choice to be like, you know what, this doesn't align. But we got to stop judging ourselves and shaming ourselves for stuff that don't make sense to us and get more educated about it, okay? Thoughts and feelings are are just things. They're emotions and emotions are just energy in motion. So if it's negative and you have a negative thoughts, negative thoughts are just energy that needs to be transformed into something else. You get to choose feelings just add depth to your situation okay it's just so that you can understand it deeper but feelings do not mean one certain thing and what I mean by that is if you in a grocery store and your kid is running down muck and you turn around and you scream at your kid that does not automatically make you a bad mom okay that just means you had a lapse in judgment at the time okay so we got to stop judging ourselves and internalizing oh i'm doing this so this must mean that no it's your actions moving forward and what you're doing on a, in a h- habitual manner okay because you got to understand that your actions can be reshaped with growth comes sacrifice okay so you're not saying yes to the same things you were saying yes to before you are not you you got to start saying no to some of them things in order for you to evolve it's not the thought that matters. It is the actions that matter. You get to choose differently every single time that you wake up. And if yesterday you feel like, yeah, I yelled at my kid. That was pretty bad. Then today, work on not yelling, on your, yelling at your kid when you frustrated. Work on another method. Maybe sit down and think about it and develop a method. Hey, every time my kid is doing this in a grocery store, I'm going to tell him this. And have a plan. Strategize. And I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face. The universe is your bestie. You will have abundance because abundance is your birthright. How you determine what that abundance looks like is what you focus on, what your awareness is on. And what condos you building in your goddamn head. Okay. So if you focused on poverty, guess what you're going to get? An abundance of poverty. If you focus on success, guess what you're going to get? An abundance of success. The universe just supports you in whatever it is that you need. Okay. So you got to make sure that your thoughts and your mind is strong enough to To weather this storm, right? Because the whole purpose, again, is to balance that light and that darkness. So them negative thoughts are just energy that needs to be transformed into something else, okay? And you can just transform it into whatever it is that you need. And once you grow past that, right? Once you get past those negative thoughts that were associated with that certain trauma, that hole starts to fill again. And now it's not filled with negativity because you're not giving negativity the light of day, all right. So now you become whole in that area. Now it's another area that we need to fix. OK, so in the 3D, we have access to the past, present and future at the same time. OK, but our body cannot tell or our mind cannot tell which one we are in at that time. OK, so what the ego will do is use instances from the past to prevent stuff happening in the future, even if that's not the actual outcome of the situation. OK, so the ego, like I said, it only cares about surviving. It does not care about your happiness. So let me just give you an example. Right. So if you're a person who's like, I need money. Well, there's always going to be an intense emotion attached to whatever it is that we say we need or we want, Right. And for you, it may be the desire to uh, feel free. OK, because maybe you grew up in an environment where you didn't have your physical and financial needs met. So now you feel like I need money in order for me to survive. And I'll, I'll be damned if I go back to live in the way that I used to live. OK, your trauma is shaping your experiences. Right. So you say I need money. But what you're also saying is, is I lack money and the universe is going to give you an abundance of lack when it comes to finances, because that is where your focus is. You have to start acting like you already have the abundance of money right now. You can't think about what you do not have because it puts you in a lack mindset. And if you constantly focusing on what you lack, the universe is constantly going to be bringing back to you the stuff that you lack. Okay? So... You will never reach that financial security because you're focusing on you not having it. You need to act as if you have it right now. And you know what that feels like to have an abundance of money. Think about when you get your check on Friday, how does that feel? You can tap, close your eyes and tap back into that energy right now about whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. All right. So you got to act right now as if you already have the money, some things that you can do and some things that I do is every time I swipe my card, I say, I am so grateful for the fact that I can afford the resources that I need to survive. You know, every time I pay a bill, I am so grateful that I'm able to afford the resources that I need to survive. I am so grateful that my, uh, my physical needs are met. My financial needs are met. Every single time I swipe my card, I say, I love swiping my card. Thank you God for blessing me with the abundance that I need in order for me to be successful and get what I need to survive in this environment. Okay, so just change the way that you're thinking about it because how you thinking about it, if you ever come from a negative perspective, it is not going to go your way. You have to come from the light perspective because that puts you in that 5D way of thinking opposed to that 3D way of thinking. Now, 3D is all about me, 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 right? But you need to get into this You need to get into this wider view, okay? You need to expand your awareness because there's so much more than just you in this universe, okay? And when you can get past the me, 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 which is the ego, you get into the spiritual side of everything. And you understand that we are all one and we are not separated. Separation is just an illusion like time, right? We are all one and we are here to learn we are here to help each other through this experience okay and if you are constantly receiving people who mirror negative things then you need to look inside yourself and figure out what it is that your subconscious is trying to tell you Okay. So first let's talk about the stories that we tell ourselves. Okay. So one of them is what I think or what I feel is not important. Okay. So this usually comes from being yelled at, ignored, dismissed, or gaslit. You internalize that your feelings and your thoughts do not matter. And They actually do. Okay, so you need to balance your air elements and your fire elements. Uh, I cannot think for myself. These are the people who are hyper dependent on their friends or other people to figure out situations from themselves because they don't trust their instincts. Maybe they went through an experience where they went against themselves or they betrayed themselves and now they can't trust themselves. Okay, but what you think is important, you have something to contribute and that's what we need to understand. Okay, so again, balance your water elements balance your air elements because your air elements have to do with um indecisiveness okay so i feel or lack feelings okay because what's happening and what's also not happening are both important you can feel okay these are the people who say oh I'm numb to it now you are not numb to it you are ignoring it it is very much still there you're just not choosing to acknowledge or accept it and that is part of the problem okay so what you feel is important to others and it's also important to you also what you're not feeling is equally important okay what I mean by that is gratitude recognition celebration of your accomplishments OK, people who don't show gratitude or recognition for their accomplishments are usually the, the kids who parents will say, "What well, well, I'm going to give you something for good grades. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. So now you internalize that getting recognition for your accomplishments is not important when it is important. Everybody deserves to be celebrated because if you can't celebrate yourself, you can't show gratitude towards yourself. Then you are doing yourself a huge disservice. Why is self-sabotaging behavior? One, but two, gratitude is the light that you need to step into. That is the pathway home. If you can show gratitude for what you don't have right now, going into that meditation and thinking about, okay, I need money, but not, I need money as in I lack money, but I wish to bring more abundance in my life. If you can close your eyes and feel gratitude for something you don't have right now, that can very much so change your life. Okay, gratitude is the way home. So, what you're not feeling is also freaking important. Okay, your feelings matter, they are all important, and most of the time, they are the messages from you to you, meaning your higher self is telling you, Hey, this is what's going on. Hey, you need to pay attention to this. Okay, so if you can remember how your body felt at a positive time, you can recreate it. Negative emotions, like I said, seem to linger longer because we live in an environment that supports negative emotions. Okay, so the overall vibe of all of us is. Very very negative because we living in a fear-based base of uh, society that is stuffing damaging things down our throat every time we turn on the news one of us is being killed and I say us because I'm talking to us right one of us is being killed and that is traumatic that is a traumatic experience after a traumatic experience and then we got to also deal with the other stuff that's going on in the world Do you get what I'm saying? So negative emotions are supported in this environment because there's more negative emotions than there are positive emotions. That's why people say if you want to make a difference in this world, you got to change yourself first. Because once you change yourself, then you'll start affecting the people around you so let me circle back to those partners right that you kept trying to change and you wasn't able to change them and then you left them and you just went to somebody who was the same person the reason why some of them double back is because you affected them in a way and you changed your vibration now y'all vibing like this and you probably tried to hold on to them with dear life even though y'all was not vibing at the same vibration which just creates more karma for yourself anyways but you was trying to hold on to them right and they got the call from their soul saying hey you need to match this vibration but but they, not, they didn't answer the call. They turned a blind cheek and they turned, a, uh, they turned away from it. And now they see you doing better and you prospering and all this. And they look at you and they say, dang, you know what? Now I actually understand why she did what she did. Let me try to circle back and dip my toe back in the pine. No, baby, we ain't doing that over here. Now, another thing that we will tell ourselves is that I cannot be me. Why? Because somebody shamed us for who we were okay so you're telling yourself it's unsafe for me to be me and this is how you develop that persona that mask that you show to the world right because they always say it's two versions of us it's the version of yourself that you are at your core when you home and you alone and nobody's watching and then there's also the version of you that you show the world right i am strong you know everything is okay that version of yourself right and the whole point of doing shadow work is dismantling this fake version of you because you're just playing a character Okay, but you are not this character. You know exactly who you are. You're just afraid to show people who you are because you fear judgment from other people and you still seeking validation from them. You got to get to a point where you stop seeking validation. You have to know yourself so freaking well that nobody can tell you who you are. Okay, now with this balance your air elements. Now, another thing we say is I am unlovable. So people, somebody in your life has made you feel hard to love or like you're an annoyance and Maybe you were in a bad relationship where the person treated you badly, but what will happen is you will start subconsciously seeking out people who are who you'll have high expectations for and who will disappoint you because why that's just more predictable for you you are just reinforcing the theme that you are unlovable so you'll subconsciously go out and find somebody who is unattainable and then set very high expectations for them that you know that they're not going to be able to meet just so that when they disappoint you it reinforces the fact that you are unlovable and you are reproving to yourself what you what your beliefs are okay so be very 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 careful with this another thing is um telling yourself i am worthy love and i deserve to receive love in every area of my life okay people are doing better than me i am a failure that's another thing that we tell ourselves because we're constantly comparing ourselves because what did i say the ego does it fuels comparison judgment and validation from other people okay we don't need those things so we need to dismantle them that is what they look like seeking validation or trying to prove yourself to other people all right but you are not a failure okay And this is really important for people who have open head centers and open root centers, because you are more prone to the pressures of life. You are not a failure. You just live in a society that is not designed for you. All of us are creative beings when we are living in our right mind, meaning living from the right brain. All right. We are very creative, and intuitive. That's why they say people who are left handed, which is ruled by the right brain, right? People who are left handed are very creative and that's why they don't fix anything to accommodate them because they don't want you to operate your left I mean, out of your right brain because your right brain is the spiritual higher dimension side of you. So, Taja, how can we spot the ego? Like, how do we combat this? Here are a couple things that you need to look for. Projections, okay? Pay attention to what bothers you about other people because most of the time you are just reacting to something that is deep within inside yourself that you have hidden from yourself, okay? A lot of people, like I said, are just mirroring us, okay? So when a cheater is cheating and they keep accusing their partner of being a cheater. The reason why they're doing that because in their subconscious mind, they know that they're cheating. So they're projecting that onto their partner. That is a really great example of that. Pay attention to your criticism and your judgment of other people. Why? Because you're usually criticizing something that you are uncomfortable with inside of yourself. Okay, I told this story about me going to the beach in Miami one time and I'm literally just going to the bathroom. I have on my bikini. The body is body and this girl walks past me. She has the... Uh her cover up so tight around her, she looks visibly uncomfortable, and she's like, Oh uh, girls just uh be being hoes out here. How do you get from me having a bikini on at the beach that I'm a hoe? No, you're just uncomfortable with your own body, and you're trying to project that onto me. That's what that looks like. But she was criticizing me for something she was uncomfortable with. That's what I mean. Victimhood is another one, blaming somebody else so that you don't have to take accountability. Okay, narcissists have this bad. They would rather blame you for it so that they don't have to be responsible. Let me give you an example. The last job that I had, my boss was a narcissist. She legitimately would not take accountability for anything. And I would literally show her the proof in the message that she sent me. And she would say, well, if I did send that, then... What do you mean if you did send that? You did. I just showed you the proof. Okay. There are always victims in a situation. You need to look out for that. Superiority as well. Because those are usually the kids that was neglected as kids. And they take on this persona that they're superior than other people because it makes them feel comfortable being them. Okay. So thinking think of some aspect of you makes you better than someone else for example girls who think they are better than other girls because of their hair texture or think that they better than other girls because they good girl persona right thinking that just because your body count is low that a man is going to value you more and y'all see every single day that they don't they don't care right but it makes you feel more valuable than other people and that's why you do it superiority is a big one Feeling triggered. Whenever you feel a negative, impulsive reaction to something that is being done or being said, or you experience anger or defensiveness about something, oh, you triggered, baby. That means somebody pushed that button in the soul that's black. And now your negativity and everything is spewing its ugly head. Pay attention to that because it's going to lead you to what it is you need to fix, okay? Taking pleasure in other people's pain, okay? I cannot tell you how many times I've experienced people who are... Deeply insecure, and all they do is talk about other people and gossip about other people. And every time somebody, even if it's their friend, fails at something, they think to themselves, like, Oh, well, that means that they ain't better than me, right? So it's still that superiority complex, right? Also, if you're constantly in unhealthy relationships, like I said before, sometimes we subconsciously seek out people. Who are going to disappoint us so that we can prove to ourselves that we are unlovable. Okay, so you need to pay attention to that. When you're angry, you lash out. When you're hurt, you withdraw. When you're rejected, you start to doubt yourself. Sometimes, again, we will seek out those situations because it is something we can't predict. And we've already built up the survival mechanisms that are going to help us navigate that situation. Don't fall for it, sis. So, Taja, how do we balance this, right? So, first, you have to shift your focus from yourself and become aware that we are all the same. And there is more than just you and me here, okay? We live in a multiverse. You have to expand your awareness, okay? That's first. Second, you have to understand that the ego seeks security and validation through its attachments, okay? What are you attached to? Because in those areas, you're seeking security and validation. You need to figure out why. Why you need that outside of yourself, Okay, it also manipulates and lies to maintain control. You need to figure out in what areas of your life that you're manipulating the outcome to benefit you. Okay, what are you holding on to so tight? What are you trying to control that you know you cannot control because you only can control yourself. Okay, so what outside of you are you holding on to and trying to control? And you need to learn how to release and surrender. That is how you get rid of those black spots on your soul. You release and you surrender it. You can't worry about it. Adapt that mentality. I can't worry about it. You know, if I can't pay my rent this month and I get kicked out, I got family members that I can fall back on. Like, I'm not about to sit here and stress about something I cannot control. It just is what it is. It's trusting the processes and going with the flow. Okay? So detach from the outcomes and stay present. Don't worry about the past or the future. Accept the things that are right now and stop resisting change. Like, change is the only thing that's constant. That's the only thing that you know is going to happen because everything else is temporary. We know that. You know that. Everything is coming into your life and disappearing out your life. Okay? Understand that. Change is constant. Trust the freaking process and learn how to become selfless. Stop being focused on me, 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 me and start being focused on we, 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 we. Like I said, the way that you change this world is you change yourself first and you start affecting the people around you. That's how this works. All right adapt a meditation practice. Why? Because meditation is just practicing how to manage your thoughts. Okay. It's moving past those bottom three chakras so that you can get up to those top those top three chakras. What else can you do? Yoga. You can also sit in nature as well. All right. The most impactful people are the people who are overcoming their fears of doing something that is not deemed acceptable, not the one who is the best at it. Okay, you don't have to be the fucking best. do are you conquering your fears every single day? Those are the most impactful people. Okay. The ego is supposed to be your friend. It's supposed to help you stay safe, but not keep us in survival mode 24-7. All right. Survival mode is not supposed to be something that is sustainable. If you don't learn nothing from this today, please learn that the ego is not your enemy. Okay, it's yin and yang. All right. It just has a different method. It is a 3d thing. So it has to use 3d things in order to get its point across so that you can learn your lessons that is bringing 3d people into your life so that you can learn lessons. It wants the same thing as the higher self wants. And that's for you to return to wholeness. Why? Because you are your best when you are whole. Okay, so the ego is not your enemy. It's not going to go anywhere. You need to learn how to balance these two aspects because you're completely relying on something that wasn't designed for you to rely on. Okay, the ego wants you to transcend and that's what it's pushing you to do is to transcend those bottom three chakras so you can get into your spiritual mind, right? Your right mind. All right, and you can get in touch with your higher self so that your higher self can actually guide you because that is what it's supposed to be doing. The ego is supposed to help you survive. The higher self is supposed to guide you on that. Okay, okay. So, um, after you get out of survival mode, you're going to feel tired. Why? Because your body has been pumping all these hormones, these cortisol into your body and cortisol, it keeps you anxious, okay and you running on fumes and you're not supposed to be in this energy in a sustainable way okay so the ego is supposed to be your friend it's supposed to help you stay safe but not keep you in survival mode 24 7 survival mode is not supposed to be sustainable okay so you're if you're constantly living in survival mode your body is constantly producing the stress hormones you're overly sensitive to your environment which means that you become very very defensive so if you are very defensive this is what's going on our brain and our heart are firing sporadically so uh, they're supposed to be working as a team. They're supposed to be working in unison, but now they're sp- firing sporadically. So you probably can't get your thoughts together, you know, so, uh, and you put, you can't sleep. And when you can't sleep, it's insomnia, insomnia mim- mimics ADD, ADHD behavior. And it's so crazy that most of us are self-diagnosing ourselves with this. It's not that it's that you're not getting enough sleep okay so you're gonna feel tired when you start to balance this out know that you're gonna be tired why because your body has been pumping anxiety hormones through it you're also gonna go through a withdrawal phase because your body has also been taking anxiety hormones for so long that when they gone your body gonna be like hold up wait a second what's going on here right and so then your ego is gonna try to trigger you through old experiences to get you to let it get its hit again don't do it and don't fall for the hype sis You have to learn to balance these things, okay? And the ego is about self-preservation, your protection, okay? And it's also audacity, okay? That's why you see, again, people who are deep into their ego are very arrogant, okay? And then the lightness in you, which is your top part, is vulnerability, creativity, spirituality, okay? So the dark and the light go hand in hand learn how to balance them. All right, y'all. So, next, let's hop into the history portion of this. Um, So, we're going to start with Sigmund Freud. He was around from 1856 to about 1939. Now, he was the first person to speak about the unconscious mind and to acknowledge that there is some part of our mind that we are not aware of. Okay. Most of his actual theories have been abandoned by modern day psychologists, but his psychoanalytic theory is something that's still. Uh, shapes how we look at the ego to this day what we need to understand about him though is that he's very much so in his ego and very much so um a masculine centric um theories not theories but he basically Opened up a practice in about 1886 and it was focused on the central nervous system and figuring out anxiety and depression. What was going on around that time was women were going through what they call mass hysteria and they were getting depressed and they needed you know, to seek medical help because they was losing their fucking mind basically and rightfully so. So he started studying them and he came up with a couple of theories. One of them was that it was because they didn't have a penis, which is just like be fucking for real, right? That should show you how much in his masculine energy he was, right? But he um, actually was able to um, figure out that people were repressing their thoughts and through repression, he was able to come up with this psychoanalytic uh, theory. Now, the psychoanalytic theory is just bringing up repressed thoughts to the surface so that you can acknowledge them and you can go through them. You can accept them and then you can release them. Okay? and this was actually working. So he was like telling people like, hey, look, to cure depression and anxiety, you just need to talk about your past, but it's going to be a little hidden. So we got to bring it forward to the surface so that we can talk about it. Okay? so he would analyze also dreams of patients as well, because he noticed that whatever you were repressing in your mind was coming through as your through your dreams as well. All right. So in this theory is basically that our personality is divided up into three parts. There's the id, which is first, then the ego, which comes second, then the superego, which comes third. Now the ego is in your conscious mind. The id is in is your instinct. So it's in your unconscious mind. And then the superego is in both your conscious and unconscious mind. Okay. So the it is your what you can say is your instincts um, is this is what we're born with. OK, it's the biological part of our personality and includes it includes the pleasure principle. OK, so it's needy and it's selfish and it only cares about its needs being met immediately. It's instant gratification is what this it is supposed to um represent now if you think about babies babies need food and they don't care about what the hell you got going on they just screaming and crawling crying and hollering their head off until you get them what they need okay so that's the whole theory behind this right and then it's very impulsive it's childlike and it seeks immediate gratification now next is the ego which is supposed to be reality okay and it operates in the pre-conscious mind and conscious mind the ego is the middle which makes the decisions and has to deal with the consequences operates off the reality principle which just means that the desires of the id are to be fulfilled in a way that's socially acceptable and realistic so it creates balance between this id and the super ego Now, the superego is your morality, right? And it's supposed to exist at all three levels of consciousness, always concerned with what's socially acceptable, okay? So it is your view on what is right and wrong. It's like the angel on your shoulder or you're conscious, right? You're conscious and can distinguish between reality and illusion, all right. So you think about your id as being the devil on your shoulder, the um, super ego as being the angel on your so- shoulder and your ego just being the person that's in the middle. OK, so um, the ego has defense mechanisms like denial or ignoring, you know, something or displacement, which is just like say for example you get mad and you really want to punch your boss in the face but instead you take your phone and you slam it down on the on the table that's what displacement is it's switching the energy to something else even though you want to do something else okay and then after him came Carl Jung now uh, which is really young, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, he was around 1875 to 1961, and he came up with the Jungian model of psyche. And this is the ego is the center of the field of consciousness contained in our conscious awareness of existing and continuing sense of personality or personal identity, right? So it is the organizer of our thoughts, feelings, senses, intuitions, and access to memories that are not repressed but also repressed so the ego is an expression of the self but not the same thing as the self it made up makes up of three parts the ego the personal unconscious and the collective unconscious so he said that the conscious consists of two parts the personal conscious is the same as freud's unconscious with repressed emotions and memories and forgotten information Um, he introduces the idea of complexes though which are the collection of thoughts, feelings, attitudes, and memories that focus on the single concept. So you remember when I said the soul, there's a hole ripped into your soul and then negativity thoughts and patterns kind of go into that hole. This is kind of what he's talking about, okay? So he's saying that the more elements attached to whatever it is that you're focusing on this single concept, the more control or power influence it has over the individual. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. When I say that the brain decides, okay, you keep sending this message. I'm going to just go ahead and make a shortcut. So we ain't got to keep typing this all out. Okay. And it builds a condo in your head. This is what he's talking about. Okay. So, um, the collective unconscious is the remnants of unconscious knowledge though, and experiences forgotten over generations. So he says that, yeah you have the ego you have the unconscious mind but you don't have the super ego you have a collective unconscious which is just basically ancestral memories okay so you know how they talk about epigenetics and how that our memories from our ancestors are stored in our DNA this is what he's talking about okay and then he also brings up like different archetypes right he talks about the persona which is the mask okay it's the person that you show to the world and then the anima which is What says that we both have feminine and masculine energy in us. We just need to balance them. We can't exist without them. And he kind of said that, said that uh, the love at first sight, right? If you see somebody in this love at first sight, what's actually happening is, is one of you or both of you is projecting your anima, which is just your opposite energy of what you are. So if you're female, you're projecting your masculine energy. If you're male, you're projecting your female energy onto that other person. And there's some type of connection through that. Okay, so as you can see, they have two different ways of looking at this, but they're kind of still similar, right? Um, His is more based in this uh, universal, you know, like accepting of the masculine and feminine energy. And Ford was more so all in his masculine energy. But we knew that when he said that um, basically women were suffering from not having a penis (laughs) like that still shocks me. So as you can see, the concept of the ego has not been around that long. And there was another uh, psychologist um, who was named Erickson, I believe, and he made contributions as as well. But I just wanted to give you all somewhat of the history of where this comes from. And I feel like these two made a really, really huge contribution to the way that we look at the ego today conspiracy theorists say what y'all know what time it is it's time for my favorite segment now what we need to understand about this before i get into the deets is that we have access to 3d 4d and 5d consciousness um in the 3d so that means that we're constantly slipping between these consciousness right throughout our day but a lot of us are not aware of it why are we not aware of it is a really good question now where this the story comes in if y'all did y'all homework last week, like I asked y'all to, and watched the world history on spirit science. This might make some sense to y'all. But basically, back in Atlantis, they were doing experiments, and what they were actually doing is genetically modifying animals and combining them. That's where we get the centaur from, which is half horse, half man. That's where we get mermaids from, which is half woman half fish you know that's where we get giants and all of that stuff from is from these experiments that were going on in atlantis you know we are just not that creative okay we ain't created nothing new we just talking about something that has been hidden okay so basically they were creating these abominations that went against the law of the universe and they was like you know what y'all better fix this or it's gonna be a problem right so um the First initial beings who came here decide, like, basically had a conscious right, and morality, and they said, "You know what? What are we doing? Like, this is really messed up. We need to figure something else out, right?" And so it's been said that, or the conspiracy behind this is that they hid knowledge in our trees and in our earth, and this is why they actually created shoes with rubber bottoms, supposedly because rubber does not conduct electricity, and we are electrical beings, and we usually seen, uh, we usually get electrical signals from other things outside of us. And if earth has hidden knowledge in it, um, it can't reach us if there's a rubber soul in between us and earth, because rubber does not conduct electricity free game. Um, but also people not going around hugging trees anymore. Okay. And trees are supposed to also have ancient knowledge. All right. But they also knew that we were going to forget because they can they, uh, basically destroyed something they called the rainbow bridge. And the rainbow bridge was what enabled us to go back and forth between the 3d and 5d dimensions. Okay. Without any, trouble or whatever so they said in order for us to reincarnate back into this life we have to swim across the sea of forgottenness and we have to forget who we are right but they knew that there was going to become a time where we would start to remember which is supposedly with the time that we're in now the age of Aquarius right and the consciousness of the earth is rising but also our consciousness is rising as well that's why a lot of things are being revealed because Aquarius is about uncovering what has been hidden all right. So supposedly that is what led to the, the fall of Atlantis, Atlantis was they were doing genetic experiments and they have been this entire time. That's why they talk about clonating other places that have been cloning, cloning humans. Also cabbage batch kids. They used to put in newspapers that uh, like babies in these little cabbages and like make fun of the fact that they were cloning these babies without birth certificates and souls. And they were but sending them out there to, or sending them to, you know, the pedophilia rings and all of this. All right, so what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think? Do y'all think this is a conspiracy or y'all fucking with it? Let me know. All right, y'all. So we got homework. Bow, bow, bow. All right, so what I want y'all to watch first is Midnight Gospel. Episode five, the annihilation of joy. It talks about the soul bird. And in this episode, basically what is happening is this guy who's doing a podcast goes to this world and in the world these people are continuously keep reincarnating and based on whether they learned their lesson or not they transcend at the end please watch this please please because this explains everything that I've been talking about in this episode another one to watch Inside Out which is the kids movie yes why because In this movie, basically joy is supposed to represent your higher self. That's why she's the only being that is glowing and she's supposed to be your soul. And as you can see, when joy goes on this adventure and she gets lost, everything is just an imitation of joy. When her ego takes over, um, nothing goes right okay so just pay attention to what's going on in that movie because it'll give you some clarity on what I'm talking about if you need a book to read The Ego's Code by Clayton John Anger it's A-I-N-G-E-R it's really good and then Groundhog Day because you are constantly just reliving the same freaking day if you're afraid of stepping into the unknown I love y'all deep and I can't wait to see y'all next week